A brush with death? Time behind bars? And a secret just waiting to get out. Welcome to Chapter 5 of the Be Positive Podcast, featuring our special guest, B. Casper. B. Casper is a Chicago-based comedian and host of the popular podcast, That Time I Got Arrested, and we could not be more excited to share her story. The Be Positive Podcast is hosted by Dario Durham, Darian Lewis, and Delmi Cabrera, and is produced by me, William Boy. Music is courtesy of Jason Allen at J. Allen Productions, and we record on location at My Buddy's Bar and Grill in Chicago. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy our conversation with B. Casper. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling, man? Welcome. This is Be Positive, the Chicago Stories. <laughs> Today, we got a very, very, very fun special guest. Personally, uh, somebody that I wanted to be on here for a little while before in conception of this podcast. Y'all oh, give it up con- for Be. Con- Ooh, Ooh, shit. Yeah, there you the go. Bag. Conception. <laughs> there you go. All right. We good. Shit, we good. Boy. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. No, no, you good. We had to call it out. Everyone. Uh, she, B know what's up. Y'all give it up for B. Casper. What's happening? How you doing, B? Hi, I'm well. It's nice to meet slash see you. Y- you know, Oh. Yeah, you know, we we internet friends first, uh, and now we friend friends. You yeah, know? we became best, best friends, friends in real life. <laughs> best friends in real life. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's you how know? it usually happens. You have you elevated know? it. Dario is so competitive about how much he loves B so much. <laughs> it's like, it's hey, little, man, really sweet. I love it's it. Really sweet. It's, <laughs> it's really sweet. It's really sweet. That's all he been saying. Hey, we got B this sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, cool. Babe. I'm proud like, of you. Know, yeah. And I'm like, all right, man, let me make sure. Like, yeah. I've been following him, listen to a couple podcasts, you know, yeah. make sure I'm up to date. He like, hey, <laughs> be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I like her. And he's like, I love her. And I'm like, <laughs> right, bro. I don't shortchange shit. Well, we've been talking about this since July. Yeah, yeah. And I just got back to Chicago after being gone for about five months. So mm-hmm. this, this has been a long time coming, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here and I'm very honored and I'm a huge fan of your show. Oh, thank Aww. you so much. Oh, man. God, oh, boy, oh. Hey, I'm about to cry on I'm camera. Cry. I'm about to cry on camera. I've listened to every episode, so I'm like, a true, I'm a true fan. Oh, my God. Oh, oh she is a true fan. Y'all better take notes. Take notes. Oh, I guess. Let's oh, God. Oh, Jesus. All five of them. Oh and my she God. was referencing stuff earlier. She we were was. Like, we're like, I forgot about it. For real? <laughs> I forgot. She, was, she told us, we were like, oh, this is going to be chapter five, B. And she's like, you guys don't include the prologue? We was like, oh, oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but oh, technically, is it? <laughs> well, I really love to consume local content, especially mm. because I really like the gossip because it's all like people I actually know versus <laughs> when you like listen or watch a celebrity podcast, it's like you don't know those people. So it's as interesting as it can be to a, an imaginary point. But it's like I actually all know you. I like know the yeah. guests. And so I'm like, ooh, what are yeah. they going to say? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah that, that feels good. Man, boy, we need her on here every time just to plug for us. Yeah. You, know, you do it better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We Man. do Man, this is delightful, ain't it? We here, you know what? I, let me air my grievances, okay? Please do. All right, for those that don't know, uh, which y'all don't, you all right, do, right? We usually record on a Sunday. I had a horrible time getting here, people, yeah, and I, I, I'm a little. I was a little upset. The motherfucking, the motherfucking traffic. traffic. All right, so yes. you black people late, bro. Man, but you but you Man. were later than me, and I was like super right. late, so it actually helped. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, it's you okay. gave her a buffer. But, but my my people. They, they they held me down. I came in. It was good vibes right off the bat. Uh-huh. B yeah. gave me a hug. She was like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. I was like, you can't be mad at this warm right. smile. Right. No. No. Come on, it man. It turned right away. You no, got a supreme yeah. hat on. Yeah. yeah. Right, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I definitely got my pick me up though. So we all right. Go ahead, pick you know, me it's up. gonna be a great chapter. Y'all. Why is everyone obsessed with that brand? Someone explain uh, it to me. You know, let's dialogue about it. Why are people obsessed about it? I don't even know. Because it just says like Supreme on a sweatshirt. I'm like, okay, I could make that at home. Do you guys watch Patriot Act with Hassan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. That's good. Hassan Minaj awesome show on netflix so the thing behind supreme is just the limited editionness culture that we live in like okay. they're very limited stock when they drop so they're a very exclusive drop without dedicating too much time to supreme because my check hasn't come in this month <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's just what it is it's just the name it's just the buzz it's just the hype it's limited edition and once it's gone it's gone forever apparently yeah. that's a lie because in fast fashion that stuff is just like uh it's cyclical it's just like continuously mm-hmm. being recycled so mm-hmm. i don't really even believe that that's just like mar- clever marketing but mm. it is. good for them i'm sorry Actually, no, 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 no no it's not a supreme it's not a supreme hit. <laughs> it's I'm not just, it's I'm not just, he just no he's just razzing him <laughs> he's just razzing as him. usual <laughs> just talking, talking shit. stuff and but, this is how i know be be the person because <laughs> we've been in the dms internet friends for yeah. a while for a minute i like watch your stories at like 2 a.m and i'm like me too yeah you know we both have insomnia and we dm each yeah, other constantly yeah, yeah. Yep. speaking we always we talked about dms and yeah. i got a question for y'all okay because okay. i got a friend um he met this person through his dms okay. and like now they're like crazy about each other really so have y'all ever met like somebody just random because he didn't idea. know the person at all abort like, no? Bad idea. No. Okay. Because well, that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I agree. I mean, look, it's a little touchy. It's a little touchy. Now, maybe it's because he's a male and like he's like, okay, I'm comfortable with somebody. Because this person, like, from what I know, I think I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But from what I know, this person like jumped in his DMs. So I'm like, oh, so he was feeling type way. Yeah. So Girl I, gave him a little play. Yeah. He was like, like ah. I'm like, I don't know if I would necessarily be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. let's meet up and all that. I don't know. Wait, what, how they fall know. in love though? I ain't say they fell in love. That's, I just said they all say. about each other. People, they fell in love. Okay. All right. <laughs> they fell in love. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this happened to me over the summer, like this summer. This mm. guy jumped into my DMs and we and he had been like following me and liking my stuff since February. So he didn't seem like a, a stranger necessarily, but mm. he, he like kept saying the right things, you know, um. to the point where I was like, okay, like, you know, here's my phone number, like, let's chat. And then we texted for like a month and a half, right? And then we eventually like met and like went out on a date and like hooked up or whatever. And then oh, spill that tea, sis. on my birthday. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you was getting that cake, huh? He was, he was <laughs> he blowing out them candles, huh? Is that what's going on? Well, wait for the rest of the story. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. On keep. my birthday at four in the morning his girlfriend showed up to his apartment with keys and she was like Cameron not again and I was just like naked like gathering my clothes being like I'm so sorry and like he took you back to his crib crib? knowing that his His girl got keys Keys. this is a motherfucker yeah and now he's like now he like harasses me online what I mean I just like to your friend like watch out somehow Cameron managed to out Cameron himself by the fact that she said (laughs) not again I know that was the most surprising part she was like crying and I felt so bad. I like, I gave her my phone number, and like, she actually just recently like hit me up, and she was like, "I've been crying for the last like six weeks about this," and but I, she was like grateful that she found out about this guy. Apparently, for the second time though. I mean, well, apparently he's been doing this for like two years. You know, like having other girls sort of like rotating, and I was just like, 
August, you know. You're like you're like the pilot of New Girl. Like that's what happens to Jess in the beginning. Like she, you know. I've is, never seen that but show, it's like but it's opposite sad. or reverse. But like you try to help the girl, and that's B, guys. <laughs> that's B. It's dudes like Cameron. Cameron. That's ruining for dudes like me and Derry. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I literally was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. And about then you guys that. get all broken, and then we're left with the fodder. So. Yeah. 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 Look, hey, talk shoot. about it. Well, now spill that tea. Look, 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 hold on. Spill the tea, bro. I'm going to look right in this camera and be like, <laughs> I don't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Well, now he, like, I'm makes not- a bunch of fake Instagram accounts, and he, like, keeps, like, messaging me, like, from these other accounts as if I, like, don't know that it's him. And I'm like, what is your end game here? You know, like, wow. what are you getting out of this? But I just yeah. think people... People on the internet are psychos, mm-hmm. yeah. so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so be you positive. Be careful. <laughs> but be careful. I like that. I like so y'all that. like you don't have a Tinder or nothing like that, then, right? No, I don't do the dating apps. I feel like okay, Instagram yeah. is my dating app, you know, because I get a lot of like guys sliding into the DMs. Y'all some creeps. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, they're all creeps. And how do you, I'm a creep, so I'm, sometimes I'm into it, you know. Hey, shit. Hey, if the shoe fits, man. Hey, 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 you know, you put on the glove that. <laughs> Speaking of OJ, did y'all see that Twitter post that OJ posted like Crazy. last week? This of man, his face? Yeah, oh no, no, it was this he man. Said, this man is playing golf. He says, "I'm paraphrasing." He no, says, "I'm on the golf course. I'm on the golf course. Killing. I had a kill. I'm killing, killing it. it. I had a kill around. These Nike gloves didn't fit. They fit just right. Hold on, shit. I got you. Hold on. I'm like Hold this on. man. Read it's it in poor taste. It's very you. poor taste. But he does that. He's trolling on. on I can see Dave being right next to him. Like send that. Send yeah, yeah, that right, shit. right, right. Send that shit. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Dave Chappelle just being like, send it, send it, send it, send it. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you two milli you won't. And he was just like, all right. You think OJ got two mil? That's the real story behind the tweet. No, I don't think OJ got two million. OJ was uh, he, OJ went to jail for no. stealing his own shit back. I don't think he got to no. jail. No. <laughs> what they, they, what's their version of it then? To right? pop him like yeah, yeah, because he, of that. They said, like, oh, you stole your old stuff? Yeah. Okay, we about to go severe place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm over get 80 years man, for stealing, for stealing his stuff. He stole some gloves, I think. How ironic. <laughs> and the man got caught in jail for eating cookies, fighting over cookies. This man ain't got two million. He ain't got two million. I don't J- care. Jail's a tough place, though. You gotta like, you gotta fight to survive. Yeah, uh, man. I, we, look, we go dive we into that. Dive into we go definitely dive into that. Speaking of that, no, no, speak of it yet. No, not yet. You want to talk about a podcast yet? Not yet. Not yet. Well, you know I'm a comic when I see an opportunity. I'm like, let's segue this right now. We got a little housekeeping. We got a little housekeeping first. I'll say this. First of all, shout out to Culture Shock, man. Antonio, we had a great time. Oh man, we had a blast. Debut in the fourth chapter. Yeah. 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 And it, it was, it was, I, I had a very fulfilling moment. I did. I almost um, cried, bro. Yeah. Uh, Billy put together a great seven minute clip yeah. uh, for us of the fourth chapter. Yeah. Uh, we introduced it at Culture Shock, and I, it was the first time that we were able to see reactions of people from just yes. the content yeah. of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, yeah. it was very, just as fulfilling, B, as you telling us that you listen to every yeah. chapter. That's yeah. such a good feeling, right? Yeah. Because we, really we don't get to be there with you. I mean, it would be creepy if we were listening at work next to you, like, you ooh. know what I mean? Seeing seeing <laughs> your reaction. I do it and be like, ooh, did you hear what you just said, B? <laughs> you heard what you just said? That shit juicy. Man, <laughs> it was crazy, though. Like, we, like, it was legit, like, laughs, like mm-hmm. you, and people were clapping, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it was just a really good feeling, man. So, um, to all the listeners, and as usual, thank you guys for following us, uh, subscribing to YouTube, um, giving us a rating on uh, 
at whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. Uh, we we definitely appreciate you guys. We just uh, uh, three people that just came together and just wanted to talk to each other yep. and talk to people on the scene in the comedy scene and just uh, around Chicago in general. This just opened up the gateway for us to meet so many people, hear so many different stories, and just uh, allowed us to go into a different lane to do other things right, on top things. of that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it's it's been incredible, oh, yeah. man, and we just want to thank you guys. I definitely from the bottom of our hearts because. Just it's just a good feeling. You Very know, good feeling, it's man. Just a good feeling. So I'm telling you, man. We got uh, we got some shout outs, man, that yes. we want to do just to kind of we we own a time crunch because of you know Darian was black people late. Oh, so was me, but yeah, she but he not. he was blacker people late. You know what I mean? Like he was, I was the the like <laughs> France black late. Damn, we <laughs> they really dark. Yeah. Creole. Creole, Creole, yeah. Creole. There you go, Creole. You, you, you Haitian? B got my back. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I see that. I see. I see that. She she filled in the words for you. I'm kind of jealous, man, because that's usually my role. Hey, don't, don't, don't be a hater, man. No, <laughs> we have nothing but support today. Like, yeah, right. Honestly, you're like one of the most supportive people I had not met before. Yeah. Thank you, because everyone thinks I'm awful, so that's so sweet. Who are these people? <laughs> Who are these people, V? And why uh, are you giving them your energy? Well, a lot of people in like the comedy scene, I, I feel like I'm somewhat of like a pariah, you know? And like, maybe that's in my head, but it's also like in my DM. So it's like, I oh, do wow. I do like feel that sense. So I think that it's a lot of people who don't know me. So like yeah. when someone actually meets me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're not terrible. That's right. amazing, you yeah. know? I thought you were great. Now I think you're amazing. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. That right. I'm down. I'm down. And don't seem like no beef to me. No, Shoot. not at all. If it was beef, we're going to eat it. Nah. <laughs> beef, let's oh, I cook like it. that. See, we're going to eat it. We're going to devour it and make sure it's gone. Uh, so back to the shout outs. <laughs> I mean, and, she, and if, if, what reason I like her is she joined in on that bullshit. That's what I think I like the most. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I probably just said that because I'm really hungry. We didn't oh, talk about honey butter. Uh, honey, honey butter, butter fried chicken. No, no, so they're this band. They were, they were, uh, they're amazing. They were good. I'll, I'll they were fried clips. chicken good. I'll Boy, I'll send you okay, well, I'll send they're you really the honey butter fried chicken and then we can you, you talk about it. You make honey butter fried chicken? You make honey butter fried chicken? The secret to good fried chicken is you have to brine it in pickle juice like for a whole night. Pickle juice? Yes, I know. Now, it you done threw weird. a lot of black people off with that one. Pickle juice and then buttermilk and then you bread it and fry it. Yeah. Comedy Day in Chicago, Sundays in October. They're performing at First Beat at IO Chicago at 7 p.m. Um, the Farley Cab, I think that's like a room in mm. IO. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sundays in October. And then November 8th at 8 p.m., uh, they're doing a full show at Woodstock Opera House. Um, and then also they have another full show November 15th and 22nd at Stage 773. Uh, so if you guys actually follow Comedy Dance Chicago on Instagram, uh, you should be able to find the link for the tickets there. Uh, so that's the first one. Yeah. Got some more? Yeah, we got some more. The um, new show at Laugh Factory, like the all Latino Pretty lineup little liars. show. No. Pretty oh. Little Liars, yes. <laughs> Look at fourth, yes. fourth member alert. Yes. <laughs> I mean. I love it. I love it. Oh, I got it. you, Deli. Here you go. I love it. You're awesome. Thank you Boom. so much. All right. Let's save the date. Let's buy our tickets. Let's get our tickets first, right? So it's at Laugh Factory. Brand new show. First show is Sunday, October 27th. Tickets are on sale now. If you don't follow Manny Acosta05, hey. follow him now. Get your tickets now. Awesome. Let's go support them. Yes. Hell yeah. Shout out to Manny. Hell yeah. You doing big things. Manny, oh, Jess. Yeah. There's like, it's a group of them yeah, um, that are putting this together. Yep. So we're excited about we that. Show them. Uh, then we got uh, What Dreams of Made Up Productions, WDAMO Productions. Uh, they host a show, uh, showcase uh, on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesdays, each Tuesday, they have a uh, different lineup. It's pretty dope. Uh, usually about 8.30. Yep. Uh, we got Pat Truer. Uh, Pat Truer, um, 
he hosts uh, charity shows around the city, yes. and uh, he's doing some big things. He's, his goal is to raise $100,000 for charity. Oh, and what charity, like, though? A uh, bunch of different ones. Um, don't put me on the spot like that because I don't have. Uh, <laughs> I it's mean, cool though. It's cool though because it's not I just mean, like one, one straight one. I think right. like he, he supports like numerous causes and he's gonna mm-hmm. surpass that goal because he has a whole yep. network and team of people. Like I always yeah. see him posting. Always especially posting. Monday mornings, he's mad posting. Go follow him, yeah. Truer Labs man on uh, IG man. Cool dude, 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 does some big things, man. And so. hilarious. And hilarious. Uh, Will Ferrell at his finest. Uh, <laughs> and so those are the shoutouts we got. We gonna jump in. I'm excited to jump in with B Casper. We How you feel? Yeah, we appreciate you, B. Yeah. I feel like no one ever gets to see my facial expressions when I'm podcasting so this is going to be exciting for everyone because oh, yeah. they, a lot of people talk about like my vocal fry but then they don't know that I'm like making all these like crazy faces I while I'm like it. in the middle of it so now you get to like see it you so know? you said vocal fry yeah that's like the the tone and like pitch of my voice which I like get a lot of feedback mm-hmm. about we learning we learning this yeah that <laughs> fry like is it french fry or no vocal fry like yeah it's like, I mean, it's like, like the, the, the sound like, your voice it's makes a, like it's a guttural back of the throat <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> type thing <Look. laughs> french fry she's talking about vocal fry look I'm trying Pescatarian, to see Pescatarian Pescatorian like it's a religion <laughs> trying to see the this spell the same man. you're on the road <laughs> you know trying on to see if spell the same we're very we're all very expressive too so you fit perfectly in we're all cartoons here <laughs> we, we are all very cartoons. much so you know very much uh b tell us a little bit about yourself man Ugh, i mean yeah. what? <laughs> whatever you want to whatever you want to tell us where do i start um i'm mentally ill uh, hey, yeah. you know i have a podcast um i do i do comedy <laughs> you she know does. like i don't really do it but like i you know i'm on the internet so i'm i'm technically a comedian <laughs> so as long as comedy doesn't do you you're doing just fine oh no comedy did mm-hmm. me quite a few times and um oh. now i'm coming to do it back you know? hey, yeah okay yeah he snaps everybody i've been like um out of the game for a little while and i've been writing all summer and i'm kind of like this is like my first, hey, my first like, jump. Back, Ooh, back. Let's go. back into it. So. Well, it's an honor to have you. Hi, yeah. thank you. Well, it's welcome. an honor to be here. What started you into comedy in the beginning? Like, what got you into it? I died, and mm. I died for 19 seconds. I jumped off a five-story building, and uh, I think this happens a lot with people who die. Is they tend to, if they're brought back, they come back with like special abilities. So I kind of have this like thing that I'll say in my podcast is like I died and I came back funny. Yeah. So I, it's like I'm funny now. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I heard I listened to your podcast and I heard you say that and I still got this face. You know what I mean? Like like what just hearing it live. I never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little like, whoa, wait a minute. You when she off. said she died for 19 seconds, I was like, oh, like she You like like Super Mario, yeah, like, you oh, waiting for the game do, to come do, back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but you say you jumped off a five-story building? I jumped off a five-story building. I lost all of the blood in my body. I had to be what? intubated and they had to put the little like things on my chest and and then I like came back and now I'm funny. You lost all the blood in your body. Yeah. No, I, I bled out on a sidewalk in front of a live one. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I guess that's like heavy, but like. Oh, no, we want this. You can't tell that I'm a former dead person, you know? No, you know, I knew something <laughs> was different about you. You know like, what, though? They, people don't you believe me. You know what, though? That explains why you're so alive, though. Thank Ooh, you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I know all the secrets to the universe. So it's like I try and tell people as much as I can. But <laughs> <laughs> look, look, she says she knows the secrets of the universe. I'm trying to get off. What is you look at tomorrow's paper. <laughs> I mean, that's not a secret. That's a scam. So <laughs> that is, that's, that's the secret. That's true. That's true. Getting us for years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I stopped playing the lottery. I ain't played the lottery in a long time. 
I it's, mean, it hit the billion mark. It's like last time I had to play, you know? It's an addiction. It yeah. is an addiction. I, I read something today. I really love math. Mm. And I read mm. uh, like a math fact today that if, since Thomas Jefferson was president, if you had earned $5,000 every day since his presidency, you still wouldn't be a billionaire today. What? Whoa. Yes. I know. <sighs> I think like large amounts of money is a mental illness like hoarding money is a mental mm. illness and i guess that's a good segue to <laughs> so my podcast is like i have a podcast called that time i got arrested and it's very dope podcast thank yes. you mm -hmm. it's uh mostly me exposing a lot of secrets you know stuff that i've never told anyone stuff that like my closest friends and even people in my family don't know so like i came here hey. to tell you guys a secret oh yeah we ready for <laughs> secrets well, well before we get into the secret where did the like the inspiration from the podcast come from an open mic the okay, the really? open heckle mic actually okay have you guys did you guys ever go no, to that no. No. so back in the day there used to be Rovan um, and Emily had a mic at the mutiny which is no longer running R.I.P. and yeah. funny um, those two are funny yeah <laughs> I, I mean, very good friends of mine and it was like a heckle mic you know to make you strong and to help you I don't know like gain fortitude and perseverance mm -hmm. in something that is like very difficult for comics to encounter which is like someone heckling them while they're like trying to do their right. material so i went to that mic a couple of times and i was like this sucks like how do i win you know what mm -hmm. i mean like how do i get ahead of everyone at this mic and i guess i thought like well if i just tell everyone the most fucked up thing that's ever happened to me i will make them quiet instead of like you know, able to like come up with something to say back. And I just told everyone, I'm like, you know, it, as soon as I'm making you uncomfortable, like be quiet and raise your hand and then I'll stop talking. And you so made I, people do that? Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> I was like instructing them. I'm like, I know like you're not going to want to listen to this. So like, I'll tell you, you know, this story. And like, when you want me to stop, be quiet and raise your hand. Like, this is the heckle mic. Like I'm here to win. Wow. And so I told, wow. you know, this story, which is the prologue of my podcast. And Everyone was quiet and they raised their hands and then I was like, okay. You control the crowd like that? Right. Man. Well, and then I went outside and I threw up and I cried. Oh, <laughs> shit. But then that was kind of like the idea where I was like, wow, I like did that. You know, I like told this like secret that I haven't told anyone that like my closest friends that like people in my family like yeah. don't know about. And then I was like, what can I do with this? How can I turn this into art that like makes me happy and fulfilled and like helps people? And then mm. the podcast yeah. was born. That's See, amazing. That's that's a dope ass story, man. Oh, thank oh, I you. Know, like you, you <laughs> turn your vulnerability into power in that moment. Yeah, yeah like you just into money later. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Oh, we all trying to get on. Like they can't take from you. No one can be vulnerable for you. Right. Yeah. That's no so one knows true. what's inside you. Yeah. That's why you became the most powerful person in the room that night. Because you're yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> I just owned all my vulnerabilities. Yeah. Everyone was like, "You're the most fucked up." Like we're But you owned it. That's crazy. So it's awesome. So you so you started the podcast. It's called uh, "That Time I Got Arrested." Yeah. Uh, is there a story behind that? Uh, about the name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't think of a name. Oh, that's a. <laughs> so, oh, that's a. <laughs> and I was like, well, how can I just like make this as literal as possible? You, you know? my ass into it. Like, mm -hmm. did you imagine if I, we started this podcast if I just said, you know what, same story as B. Let me just name something. That time I didn't pay Sally Maybach. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting as hell, man. Yeah. You know, well, that time I got arrested, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, he's still right here. <laughs> he's still alive. He's got a good story. <laughs> oh, damn, this is a good one. He's still here? He's still here. Oh. I mean, from so so we go from jumping off a five-story building 
to the podcast. Well, that's sort of like the end of the story. It's I mean, the end of the story. The thing is, like, I started getting arrested when I was 13. That was the first time. And then between 13 and 22, I got arrested 100 times. And I think that, like, if you looked at me, you'd be like, no. No, she's you know? from Naperville. <laughs> right, right. I mean, some, <laughs> some bullshit like that. You'd be like, that's not her story. But I think that that's kind of like everyone's story is we're all wearing a mask. We're all hmm. in some kind of, like, costume, yeah, right, you know? Right. And then... It's like no one really knows like who you are behind what people assume of you. So yeah. it's like Jeez. I'm taking off all the masks and I'm just like, here are all my secrets. Wow. You know, here's all the shit I've like been too afraid to tell everyone in my whole life. I waited till like literally everyone related to me was dead before I like wow. started doing the podcast because I, you know, couldn't like come out with all of that right. stuff beforehand. So it was just kind of like timing and then sort of like an idea that, you know, like grew into what it is now which is something that i really like love and am proud of you know that's, that's heavy a hundred times uh, over a hundred yeah, times yeah i know right you never like, know like okay <laughs> let me tell y'all and i went to prison for 11 months oh, okay i'm got more on. questions I, okay. <laughs> so, I, no one I, ever asked me oh questions God. so this is fun i woke up and i see b she got on like this this long black like uh kind of like furry mink. coat yeah i call it a mink i was like is this a mink and she was like no this is my grandmother's coat i was like man this reminds me of like what black people wear at church yeah. and mother otis mother otis <laughs> now i'm like man you really black you got arrested <laughs> i mean what what yeah yeah like was it like okay what, what still in and things like that like what no i hope you didn't kill nobody well oh, right. no i've never been caught for that you know? uh, <laughs> like, relax look I'm i love jail. that I got, <laughs> that was such a mob line right now and i ain't never been caught, caught either never, never got caught. Shit. i feel i feel oddly safe <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like, safe you know with her. What? She actually likes us, so yeah. if something go down, right, something, we good. We good. That's right, watch I'm out. so safe right now. My feet swinging. Yeah. Like, hey, she been in the pen. She been in the pen. What's up? What's up? Yeah. That's why I'm sitting next to her. Right. Over them too. Yeah. Like, this is the safest person to sit next to. <laughs> so was it like like was it just Damn. like right? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Drugs. Drugs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sell, selling drugs. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So you was pushing. All right, so she was slanging. Entrepreneur. 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 I there mean, we go. Thank you. Right. Okay. Episode of Snowfall. Ooh. Well, are you guys ready for the secret now? Man, well, I mean, you died. You started a podcast on vulnerability. Like you said that. Like my whole body's been like. <laughs> let's, let's, y'all, are y'all ready for? I'm honored that you're even gonna do this on that podcast. First of all, I know I'm honestly really nervous about it, and I've been feeling like weird if like this is okay. But I do feel like I've already made a promise to you, and we talked about hey, this, so it's yo. like I'm gonna go forward you do you it's a brave space right we got bodyguards now so don't worry <laughs> well it's just it's hard to talk about this in particular because i hi i'm looking at you i understand like how this makes me look so i want you to know that like i'm fully aware of everything that you could possibly think of about me after i tell you this because i've thought the same thing you know so it's like i don't want to share this with anyone but <laughs> i'm i'm going to because i do feel like there is you know power and vulnerability and i do think that like i've been like n- not necessarily living a lie but i've been in secret you know my whole life and so now it's like i'm just taking one piece off at a time you know 
Are you guys familiar with the euphemism gauche? Have you ever heard that word used not, before? No, nope. I haven't heard a lot of big words. So. Okay, so gauche is like a, it's actually like a Yiddish, so Jewish term mm-hmm. for something that is impolite and rude when it is concerning money. So like, I think about like, the, there's like a community of like rich people who don't talk about how much money they have because it's considered rude. Right. And so it's like, you'll meet people who are like really, you know, like bragging yeah. about all of like the stuff going on in their life. And that's like someone Gary with Supreme hit. Someone who's like, like wealthy would be like, oh, that's so gauche, you know, yeah. to, to like brag about your wealth. So like, I, I don't want to come off like that because that's not my like perspective on it. And people, unless I've like dated you in the comedy scene, like nobody knows this specific like fact about me. And I think if you go on my Instagram or if you like meet me, it's easy to come up with these assumptions about me. And then you're just kind of like, well, you know, where is your like groovy lifestyle coming from? You know, so I'm going to tell you (laughs) my um, my great uncle is named Bob Lutz and he was the former CEO of GM Motors and he invented a bunch of cars including like the Dodge Viper. What? What? Wow. <laughs> what? Dope. Like I have cousins who like own helicopters, you know? So even just like that that's not my father or grandfather just being related to someone in this sort of like elite you know like the people that are really running this country and like the people that are actually like in charge of our government and like you know the way everything goes yeah they run the stuff right it's like i'm related to all the bad people that i hate (laughs) so you're an anomaly yeah well but here's here's like the the funny interesting part about all of that so my mother got a very large inheritance when she turned 18 and she like ran away from my crazy family this is all in my podcast and met my father who was a immigrant drug dealer in la and so i'm half cuban which is like just yeah just like enough like brown in my family to like have my like racist grandparents like be racist against me you know in my own family just for being half cuban so it's like i've sort of experienced both sides of like i went to a fancy boarding school and like all of my cousins minus myself went to like an ivy league college and like i don't work you know so and it's like there are perks but at the same time you know like my dad went to jail when i was five and i like lived in a shelter when i was 13 and so i was either going to go to an orphanage or i was going to go to like a year-round boarding school so the only difference between me and like a kid in foster care is that i had rich grandparents wow that is Wow, man. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like a a foot in both worlds. You know, like I I have, you know, a lot of benefits and like a lot of privilege, you know, from being related, winning some sort of like genetic lottery with these people that, you know, control the world. And then it's like, but I've also been to prison and like understand, you know, like a a different side of life that they don't even, you know, conceptualize of. So isn't this terrible injustice where people have so much, so much more than they need or even really want. It's like spending money just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that have nothing. And it's like, why are we not all like 
crying and screaming in the streets about how fucked up this is. And so like, I, I feel, I feel that so deeply, but then it's like, how do you control, you know what I mean? Like where you're born into and like what advantages or disadvantages you have in life. Like you can't, you, you know, and so I, I struggle with that. I still have to like wow. reconcile that in my own head and That's heart. That's a lot so to do with. Well, I don't so know. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. not though. It's really like right. nothing compared to what you I could no, be. no offense, but it's like it's nothing compared to what people who live underneath the poverty line like deal with. And mm. I didn't understand how how privileged I was and that's part of it. It's like you are surrounded by people who have money. You are in a situation that's normalized even though it's not normal and it's deeply sick and unfair. And so then like going to prison, I was like become, you know, rudely aware of like this whole other world that is like so corrupt and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> you don't know? know what you don't know. And now I know it and I can't, like, unknow it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but how many people do, though? How many people pretend that they unknow it? And I think it's a beautiful thing that you're so self-aware because... Well, I learned the hard way, though. Yeah. yeah. As you learned. <laughs> yeah. You took the difficult road when you had the scenic route. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. think it was scenic, though, because, she. I mean, at 13, when you were describing being, like, just as alone, I'm like, I was probably just as alone as you were, and I didn't have the millions either, so, you know? Well, it's like I've I've experienced both sides. My mother was a terrible drug addict, and my father was a drug dealer, and so I really saw, like, the downsides of mm-hmm. what that does to, like, a family and a society, and then had to, like, live with all of that trauma my whole life, you know? And it just, like, so happened that I had people, you know, come, come into my life, my grandparents specifically, who, like, were like, okay, well, we're not gonna, like, let you go to an orphanage, which was mm-hmm. legitimately my situation. It was either, like, an orphanage or it was boarding school and I went to like a year round boarding school with like rich kids you know and so it was kind of like one foot or the other and I just happened to go the other way Mm -hmm. you know but that didn't like that didn't like change me or make me better because then as soon as I turned 18 I'm like all right now I sell drugs you know right Mm -hmm. that is you are got layers well because I like my family and like I hate to like say this but I can't like I can't not be honest with you like my family is like super racist like super elitist like just like the worst that you can imagine and that's like what I grew up with you Mm -hmm. know so when I was 18 I was like I'm out you know (laughs) like I'll I'll like take care of my own self until you know I went to prison at 22 you know I'm like super curious as to like did you have like a moment when you realized that your thinking wasn't aligned with their thinking like right now you know how you're describing them like that like at what point did you have that moment you're like that's them this is me um I think at a young age like I was really hyper aware of it because they were like racist towards me I have this memory of like burned into my brain of being nine years old and having my grandmother who I like love more than anyone tell me you better not like stay out in the sun too long because you look like a mulatto and like have my grandma and at like nine you know there's no context for that and it wasn't until I was like 13 that I understood that reference and I and like I knew it was something bad though and so and I like heard them make like comments that were like racially biased my whole life so it's like I knew inherently that it's wrong just like little kids know that when you like see someone getting hurt that it's bad you know it's like Mm -hmm. I I knew that was wrong 
but the, but then there are the people that mm-hmm. like save my life. So it's such a weird mm-hmm. and difficult position to be into because I'm like so grateful, but I also like. You don't like the people that they are. Well, I hate everything that they believe. I'm like, you're wrong about everything. Everything. Thank you for the money. Right, right, right. Right. Jeez, Darren, I know you got it. I know, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just very curious. I'm very curious. Not in like a bad way. Like, I'm just like, man, she's so interesting. Right. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, I know you got a wild, you say you've been in prison, like, how did that happen? Like, if you don't mind talking about it. Like, oh, yeah. Course, no, like, I got tricked on by a stripper. And, got, yeah. By a stripper? Mm-hmm. By a stripper. <laughs> See, She's, that's why I don't go to the club, man. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. But she, she was my friend. <laughs> you know, she was someone that I knew very well. And I had a trap house. And I was growing weed. A, a lot of it. And I, I had been dealing drugs oh, for nearly five years at that point. So I was, like, deep into what I was doing. And um, she introduced me to an undercover cop, and I sold weed to him. And oh, yeah, and, and then it's almost like oh, blow. Yeah, it is like blow. Yeah, When I got arrested, they told me you can either set up three people the way you were set up, or you're going to prison. And I you, went to prison. You're a real. Oh, one. You're a real one. <laughs> you're a real one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that Bye. eleven months, like that, doesn't sound like a long time, but Shit. in some ways, like time is like a thing that doesn't really exist because I still feel like I've been out of prison for six years now and I still feel like I'm there. Like you trapped in it. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A, that's like, a, a, like mentally, you know, yeah. and that's like the thing. It's like prison is a like a mental thing as much as like a physical thing and it's something that is used to oppress a certain part of society and it's like the most fucked up thing in the world. Wow. And so that's why I started my podcast. So you got tricked on by a stripper. That's right. And you were selling an abundance of weed. Among other things. Among other things. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was my next question. Like, did you dive into, I mean, we know you were selling weed. Did you dive into other things? Yeah, so I joined a secret society when I was in college. And I was a hippie. And we distributed large quantities of LSD, MDA, MDMA, and DMT. And so that was sort of like my main thing. And like weed was what got me into that. And I think that you kind of go one of two ways when it comes to dealing drugs. You know, you start with weed Mm -hmm. and then you can either go like the hallucinogenic route, which is lysergic acid, or you can go into like opiates or like uppers. So like cocaine or heroin, you know, and it's like, which route are you going to take? And it just so happened that like the friend group that I was in was into hallucinogenic so like that's where i went after after weed do you think like when you like started like dabbling into drugs and things like that did you think like it was it just from what you saw or because i know some people that sell weed and sell drugs and stuff like they just send it for the fast money like was that the case for you or were you just like i'm hanging out with this group of people and they do it so you know i'm gonna hang with them and i'm gonna do it too or Well, it was a combination of things. You know, my father was a drug dealer, so it was definitely like a generational, this is in my blood, I've seen this, I've grown up around this, I understand this. And then it was also, you know, I went to like a fancy boarding school, I got rejected from Yale, I got arrested in Amsterdam, and then I came back and my grandparents are like, you're cut off and I'm like <laughs> I sell drugs now you know like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need you right right funds. and so yeah. I I paid for college I don't have any student loans and I you pay for college yeah and I funded my groovy lifestyle you know through selling drugs 
And so it was like, I'm not gonna. They got application. Yeah, I'm like not gonna not be like, you know, comfortable anymore. It's like I'm not gonna get a job at Starbucks. Like I'm gonna, you know, make money Starbucks. selling weed, which like the, <laughs> you know, like the, whatever the price disparity between what you get it for and what you sell it for is like you're making money, you know, and like drugs sell themselves. So it's not like a difficult thing to do. Damn. Look, yeah. I'm not saying I'm taking notes. But this is recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, I feel like we we can figure out a part two. Because I feel like I want to just keep on talking. Man. Oh, we're going to keep on yeah. talking. We're going to keep I on definitely, talking. I definitely. This, I definitely, I, like this I, yeah. was our plan all along. Yeah, this like, was the plan. We knew we were going to have a great time. Yeah, yeah, right. And we, we, knew knew it. We, we knew we wanted a part two. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. right. You we know? set this up. This is a, so this is a setup. You guys want more. Yeah. I know y'all want to hear there'll more. There'll be more later. We'll, we'll be, it's up to be. You know, that's we're we going to meet. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, we, we, we definitely want you on again because yeah. I feel like you got a lot of stories. Yeah, some a lot of perspective. Stories. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because there's there's positivity in what she said. Yeah. If, you, if you if y'all listen to what she was saying, you know what I mean? Like, it's not all what it seems. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Well, can we talk about positivity for a second so you we don't do, totally it, miss ahead. the? T- <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. So I have this sort of like phrase that I am. Um, a realist dressed mm. in an optimist costume, mm. you know, so it's like I know what's really going on, but choose to sort of look at the more advantageous side of things because like life sucks. Like I jumped off a building because I'm sad, mm. you know, like mm. it's like it's hard out there and like it's been easier for me than most people. And it is like the most difficult thing in the world to like be alive. I am like mm. miserable all the time, but not more so than anyone else that I know. So it's like, I get that we're all feeling awful all the time. Like I, I feel that I'm like with you. And so it's like every little thing that you can do to make yourself not jump off a building. Mm, yeah, right. It's <laughs> like, it's really valuable. Mm-hmm. So like, this is great. You mm-hmm. guys are great. You're doing God's work. Mm. And um, you know, keep, keep it up. Uh, <laughs> we will. Yeah. We, it's the little things, man. With you through vulnerability, like you don't even know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and just being crazy. It's like yeah. I'm not shy about the fact that like I'm insane, and like that's that's how we met. Fine. You know. You know what's funny. <laughs> you know what's funny. Uh, the first time I ever like listened to the podcast and like wanted to find out who she was. You know, I'm I'm laying down in bed. I threw her podcast on dark room. I'm laying down. Ow, ow. Head up to this, you know, yeah, I set the tone. I was laying down <laughs> in the bed and uh, I had the lights out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I had the lights out, right? And I'm looking up to the ceiling, right? Close my eyes and I'm hearing her talk and everything. And I'm like, yo, this is wild. I literally opened my eyes up, looking at a dark space and just listening to her story. And I'm like, like you said, she is interesting as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I might have reached out to you the next day. And was yeah, like, but like people say that, and I feel like interesting means like you are so damaged, and like I'm no. damaged. No, I think it was In my opinion, if, if somebody is listening with that kind of ear, uh, then they they kind of listening to it wrong. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe it's just different perspective. You know what I mean? Everybody got a different take on things, but I kind of heard the vulnerability. You know, I heard the I heard the realness in it. You know what I mean? Like you, it, that takes a lot of courage. To do that, you know what I mean. Yeah. Take a lot of courage to do that kind of stuff. So, you know, I listened to it. and I was like, "Yo, I got to reach out to it." And the very next day, I hit her up. I was like, "Yo, dope story." Slid into my DM. Yeah, right. I did. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. Now I'm one, I'm the dude she was talking about. I'm sorry, y'all. Man. No. Oh, <laughs> well, sometimes I like it. Hey, you know, <laughs> I got on the podcast. Um, like, no, no. So it, it it was very dope to have her on there, man. And uh, 
Thank you. Yeah. I love you guys. We going we going to find some more time with you. We hey, I'm look, sure. in between I'm this this part 1 and the next chapter for Honey, B. Um, <laughs> y'all make sure y'all let's go listen to her podcast for sure. Yeah, listen Thank to the you. podcast, Thank man. You. Yeah, you, let's end with the honey rose anyway. Like, yeah. let's, let's let's go ahead and end it with the honey rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love the honey rose thing. Yes. Like, do you have someone you, in it's mind? Your world. Yeah, I, well, I would, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, do you? What? Yeah, honey Stop rose. It. Honey rose, your Instagram account is like the most uplifting, comforting thing that I see online. Well, well your Instagram cool, makes me think like, all right, I guess I'll do one more day of this oh. fucking shit, you know? That's I see that right. every day. Hey, Dilly with the honey roast. Yeah. Look at it. Honey roasty. There you have it, man. Tell me with the honey roast. It's uh, one to zero zero if you all are keeping track here. I didn't know we were competing. We okay. are now uh, <laughs> because none of the other guests honey roasted us. Um, so, with that, guys. With that. Uh, we are Be Positive, and we're going to catch y'all in the next chapter. We're going to catch you in the next chapter. Y'all be positive, man. Stay blessed, man. Thank you, B. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us for Chapter 5 of the Be Positive Podcast, our conversation with B. Casper. Be Positive is hosted by Dario Durham, Darian Lewis, and Delmi Cabrera. It's produced by me, William Boy, and recorded on location at My Buddy's Bar and Grill in Chicago. All music is courtesy of Jason Allen at J. Allen Productions. Thank you so much for being a part of this story. We'll see you for the next chapter.